0: Com. What were they thinking? How many times have you said this when dealing with warehouse management software? It's almost like they didn't ask us logistics people what we want in a system. Well, I have a new WMS for you that's made by logistics people for logistics people. Carton Cloud is an integrated WMS and TMS that can streamline operations and orders from warehouse to transport with ease and accuracy built by people who have been in the trenches, just like you and me and understand what a warehouse needs to operate. Carton cloud brings you simplicity, great user interface and easy implementation in days, not weeks, not months, but days. How awesome is that? With no locked in contract needed. You can try carton cloud right now with a 25% discount for the first three months by mentioning the new warehouse or heading to the link in our show notes. Get a free demo at cartoncloud.com to see for yourself. That's cartoncloud.com. The new warehouse podcast hosted by Kevin Lawton is your source for insights and ideas. From the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Lawton with the New Warehouse Podcast, bringing you a new episode today. And on today's episode, I am going to be joined by Adam Downing. He is the president at Try On Solutions, uh, which is focused on WMS implementation and all things WMS. So we're going to talk about, of course, WMS uh, so he knows a thing or two, I think, about warehouse management systems. So we're going to find out a little bit about try-on solutions, but also talk a little bit, too, about you know, what's happening in the WMS world right now and also how WMS providers and software companies are kind of adapting and and changing how they look at their software suites and solutions to, to keep up with today's rapidly expanding and advancing technology, both in automation and robotics and some other things as well. So Adam, welcome to the show. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Kevin.
0: Definitely happy to have you on, happy to, to talk about this. It's hard to have a, a warehouse without a WMS, so definitely a very good topic to, to talk about on this podcast. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Tryon Solutions and, and what it is that you guys do? Yeah, Tryon
1: Solutions, we've been in business for almost 14 years now. We primarily have been, for the whole time, been primarily focused around the Blue Yonder WMS implementations and, mm-hmm. and related products. But we are a global reseller for Blue Yonder. We also do a lot of consulting and have products all over the world. We are based in Raleigh, North Carolina. We have folks all over the U.S. that work with our team. And then we also have an office over in India. Mm-hmm. So we have teams you know, that, that cover globally. And mostly our practice is around implementations, upgrades, operational improvements, testing, support. And you know we do lots of go-lives every year for a handful of customers. We did 39 last year in 2022. Oh, wow. We've also built a few software products over the years. Uh, most recently we spun off actually a, a WMS specific test automation platform and that's about uh solutions in a nutshell.
0: All right. Very cool. And definitely very interested to hear from you as you, you've done so many go lives. I mean, 39 yeah. is a, is a lot. Definitely. Uh, yeah. There's some, some war stories there. I'm sure I, I definitely have some in my experience being on the, the user side for, for go live. Right. Uh, for sure. <laughs> But it was, a, it was a busy year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can imagine. So, so tell us a little bit about, you know, you know, as you're, you're, Working with multiple different customers, obviously, right, with these go-lives and, you know, trying to, to bring them WMS and, and get them, you know, uh, more updated or, or modernized in their, their solutions and, and the software that they're using. When you look at the landscape now within our industry, I mean, what what's really happening with warehouse management um, softwares at the current moment? What's, what's really the big thing that's happening?
1: Yeah, a lot of our products right now are really centered around either robotics and automation. So mm-hmm. how do you deploy those? How, also, how do you, And particularly, you know, how do you manage all these labor issues we seem to have in the market? Yeah, And, of course, you know, everybody, depending on the size of the operation, are trying to get efficiencies and, and op- optimizations there. There's also a big push among the software business to go from on-prem to a SaaS solution. So, right. you know, typically, you know, we primarily work in, like, the tier one warehouse space. So, you know, there's this big push to move to SaaS, which is kind of th- Threatening to some some large enterprise IT departments, but also it's become more welcoming, more you know accepted, mm-hmm. and it's also interesting for the op, ops folks because now they can kind of take more ownership as opposed to using their internal IT teams to deploy these systems. So we've you know we, we work with, a lot with Blue Yanner. They, they have a you know a SaaS solution now. They they support everything you know all the backend pieces to to it, yeah. and Tryon will do the implementation, but also like the ongoing middle support of, you know, keeping, keeping you upgraded annual, annually. I, you know, supplemental IT support for your super users to call. If you, if you say, Hey, this order needs to go out, we're having issues getting it out rather than call your internal IT team. They just call us. We understand the software. We can do it. Mm. Also just the ongoing maintenance of not only the WMS test solution, but also the ancillary solutions like your ERP. So, Hey, you're going to upgrade SAP. Well, we need help testing the components that go through the WMS. Mm. So whether that be manual or automated, we, we do all that. So it's it's really an interesting landscape right now. It's certainly changing. I mean, SaaS WMS solutions are not a new thing, but certainly from the on the enterprise level, they are um, becoming more and more adopted. Because as you can imagine, you don't want folks standing around in your warehouse uh, yeah. when there's a, a a system issue, if you will. So right. it's kind of it's kind of good good for all because now you have people who know what they're doing at all levels to keep things running for for, for your customers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I've certainly as a warehouse manager, I've been on that end, you know, lighting up IT when the system <laughs> goes down because Cheat people up. are standing around, right? Um yeah. it's definitely you don't want to lose that time and and you know it's really important to to stay up and and keep things running, so it's great that you're able to to provide that support and and help those yeah. operations to be able to do that. So you mentioned in there the the automation and, and robotics portion which, you know, is such a I mean, it's pretty much, you know, everywhere in our industry now. It's a very, very hot topic, has been for the past couple of years. And lots of companies are now looking at getting automation or have already put automation into play and are looking at making those investments. So I guess tell us first, I guess, on on this side that, you know, I think oftentimes there's the the allure and maybe some shiny object syndrome as well. That you know, oh, this this robot looks cool or, or something like that. Like that's the one I need. But but underlying that is a whole software component as well. So tell us, like, how important is putting the right wms in place to foundationally be able to to build out that automation portfolio or, or bring robotics into my operation
1: yeah so you know we have really a you know, robotics continues to grow and continues to expand we see more and more of it go to the shows and that's all you see you know for the most part it's taken over yeah so we just have this ever-changing landscape of what thing we can do with robots but i mean and as we work with customers it's really about how do you integrate this into your operation and You know, the fundamental the fundamental robots you see out there those you know just doing pallet moves, helping with picking, helping with Mm -hmm. put away those sorts of things. And from a WMS perspective, you know you're just you're just automating things that are in your work queue, and and rather than assigning it to a person, you're assigning it to a robot. Mm -hmm. So, but a lot of that still boils down into how how do you implement and do the industrial engineering to build that into your operation?
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, again, fundamentally you're moving you're just really moving product from one place to another within the four walls of warehouse. And while, you know, not all WMSs have, you know, out of the box connectivity, that's really the the biggest challenge that our customers see is how do you, how do you integrate these various technology solutions with your existing WMS system? Mm -hmm. And that's usually the challenge that is the most difficult to work through because, you know, as long as you can keep it simple, then it's not too hard to do. There's plenty of out of the box solutions that will work for you. When you start getting creative and saying, like many of our customers say, "Well, our warehouse is different than every other one," then, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then it's uh, then you got to work through those and navigate that. But there's plenty of great middleware options if, if the robotics vendor doesn't have, you know, out of the box solutions that mm-hmm. uh, we worked with that can can work pretty quickly and get you get you going.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it, so in that sense, I mean, if a company like you know, especially now that I think we're seeing where robotics companies, automation companies are, are figuring out pricing structures and models that make it more accessible to that that small to medium sized shipper, you know, versus where, you know, a couple of years ago like it was really only like attainable by, you know, some of the, the giants out there, right, to be able to to really kinda of invest that money into this type of thing. As they're starting to come online and have greater accessibility to this stuff, I mean, a lot of, you know, small, medium-sized shippers have also probably had a WMS for, you know, how many years in place, the same system. Are you seeing that there is a need to upgrade WMSs in order to, work and, and be able to communicate with some of these automation solutions, as you mentioned, you know, assigning the work to the robots versus the humans? Uh, I mean, is there a need to to update your WMS to be able to do these types of things? Or are some of these older legacy systems still able to, to handle some of this newer technology that's coming into play?
1: Yeah, the, the older, older versions of the applications, we continue to support that support all of these enterprises, these mm-hmm. WMS systems can probably do work with any of the wear robotics vendors out there with like, okay. the right, you know, either out of the box or with some middleware that'll help you do it. However, you know, as we kind of look at the whole, you know, IT ecosystem that exists in, at companies today, this push to the clouds are really, really important. And mm-hmm. it, it's it's a good it's a good shift because it, it maintains reliability, but it re- also reduces your customer risk. And, you know, as you alluded to also how do you stay current and a lot of the software vendors want you to push to your more, you know, whatever your on the their latest release is. Let's get everybody on the same release. So mm-hmm. that's a that's a slow moving target. It's been, of course, an objective for many years for for the various software vendors out there. How you get there is is still a, a slow slow roll. Just getting everybody to buy into that that vision and and how you maintain it. Because a lot of times we set these systems up, and mm-hmm. once things are good and going, don't don't touch them because things could break if you and you know, it don't break. Don't fix what's not broken. Right, but you know it, it's it's still a, a good solution. And like the robotics vendors also we asked about like smaller operations to big ones. A lot of these robotics vendors are offering you know value value sales where you lease lease the robot just like you.
0: you
1: know, yeah. Or not lease, but you know it could be based on how, how many are in your fleet and that that sort of thing. And you just rent them by the month and the entire solution that goes along with it. So mm.
0: yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think, you know, it's interesting to see, like, there's certainly, I think, very much, like you said, you know, let's not fix what's not broken, right? It's kind of that mentality, I think, is, is runs kind of through our our industry in a, a lot of places, I think. And it's interesting to see now that, you know, just so much technology is coming in, like, you know, it's really pushing to say like, Hey, let's, you know, update these things. Let's, let's move from, you know, an on-prem solution to the cloud base, as you mentioned. So tell us a little bit about kind of that, that cloud base versus the on-premise solution, I guess, maybe for, for people that aren't familiar, what's first, like, you know, what's the difference there and then also, what are you know some of the benefits of, of going to a, a cloud-based system? Additionally, sure, sure. So on-premise to
1: us means you install it on your hardware or your cloud, <laughs> and you maintain it. You have your IT teams, your database administrators, make sure that the system is running the way it should, and ultimately the customer whoever is responsible for installing it is maintaining it. Now those can be outsourced to third-party vendors that will also do that. But whereas you look at a, a managed SaaS solution with you know a WMS vendor. They're, 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 this is the vendor that's selling you the software, understands the ins and outs of it. They'll host it for you and they manage it. It may be at a premium of a price, but from a reliability standpoint, you figure in a large operation, you know, a few hours of downtime in a warehouse with a few hundred people standing around could be very costly. So you know, maybe there, there's a lot of value to it. So we're, it's really all about risk is really the assessment. Mm. In addition, on the SaaS side, once you get to a SaaS solution and what we're seeing a lot is not only do you have the WMS now off of your plate and into someone else's responsibility and realm of monitoring it and helping you with it. It's also a lot of ancillary solutions you can add on to it. So if you think about, and we call them I guess microservices that are coming out in the industry. Mm. So while maybe you have middlewares to integrate to automation, we may have you know what what the what the software will do out of the box. Let's say just work queue management. You have a, a queue of work that needs to be done: picks, replenishments, pallet moves, receiving, putaways now you know there's there's better services out there who can maybe take a better different look at it that will optimize that your labor costs and save even more money and you could know, bolt on to easily one in a cloud solution versus an on-prem solution so as technology continues to grow we have this mm-hmm. really very interesting changing landscape of a lot of things you can add on to your existing solution and just build on top of it but sas is usually the best place to start because it's you know, it's available over the internet. It's on the cloud. You can, of course, build protections around it, but it's, it's out there. And it's just a little bit more easy to access from other solutions.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think that's, you know, definitely some of the benefits there of the the cloud-based where you said like it is more flexibility to, to add in, you know, additional components to that um, as needed. But I think one of the other things too is, you know, tell us a little bit about from like an upgrade standpoint and being able to, to update your system. I think if it's cloud-based, it's a lot easier to to update to newer versions. Is that, is that correct?
1: Yeah, well, we, we like to work with, like, Blue Yonders and WMS but we, we can work with their teams to easily update because they have folks who do these upgrades all the day, all day long, every day, as opposed yeah. to, you know, some of the folks who have on-prem solutions, they're not updating every year. They're going to upgrade once every five years. So that jump from, you know, five years ago to the current version is a lot, you know, a lot bigger of a step. And more risk is involved there, So your operations. So a lot of times those upgrades are more large- larger projects than opposed to the initial uh, to, to just an incremental upgrade every year where you just make the minor changes that are necessary and then adjust accordingly
0: interesting interesting yeah okay. yeah yeah and i think that it makes sense to to be able to do that especially as, as so much is changing in the the landscape as you were you're mentioning in there and i think being able to update and upgrade uh easier uh is certainly a, a better thing to So, you know, you talked about the the go live and, you know, I mentioned, you know, certainly some some war stories from from go lives and things like that. I've been part of some some good ones and then some ones that didn't go so well, too, in my career. But, you know, implementation and and go live has always been, I think, sometimes like a scary word for for some people in the industry, right, because either they've had something that's gone wrong or or it's not really uh, gone as expected when everything gets turned on but talk to us a little bit about how kind of implementations and go lives have have gotten better and and also gotten easier through uh, test automation and, and how that works
1: we'll be back after a quick break
0: Join me for insightful interviews with thought leaders and industry experts. We discuss how optimizing supply chains can break down the barriers that are holding businesses back. That's all business, no boundaries by DHL supply chain. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Well, test automation, we kind of went down a journey and built a a, a tool many years ago, mostly specifically around testing WMS. Mm -hmm. You know, as, Companies have matured, and you know, as these solutions exist, we hear this whole ecosystem. Most, most companies have a whole ecosystem of of different solutions that they integrate together, mm. and they have teams that just do testing all day long. So, I guess th- the important thing to do is know that test automation, for example, does in, in particular doesn't necessarily make your go live easier, but it makes your ongoing maintenance more more robust and mm. and reliable. Again, always about mitigating risk, right? So whether you're upgrading or managing a warehouse management system or an erp or some other tool that you have integrated whether your order management system or your tms these are all a whole ecosystem that all talk to each other and it's important to make sure that you can do end-to-end testing if you have a large ecosystem now for a small you know one or two site customer they don't need test automation it's probably just much more efficient to test you know with a team as you do these upgrades um, yeah. but also depending on how often you're upgrading so Test automation is a great, great tool, but it, it, does need to be, it does need to be a solution fit. And also it needs to encompass more of the entire IT ecosystem, you know, from the time that order comes in off the website to the time it shipped out the door to the time the credit card's charged, that, that sort of thing. Because probably half of our issues we'll see when go-lives happen is really the integration failures because it's maybe coming from upstream, the order drops wrong or something like that. So, yeah, but test automation is certainly a way to, again, mitigate risk, but, you know, we, we see it as a tool.
0: Right. And the ongoing maintenance. So, I mean, in that sense, is it, you know, not only mitigating risk, but is it decreasing the amount of time it's, it's taking to actually get to a, a go live?
1: Right. Well, we, we look at it as, again, it should be still a tool. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of our customers can probably attest to the time that the IT team called and said, hey, can you process, pick these orders in our test system? And now you're taking managers in the warehouse floor and helping ask them to, to manually push orders through a test system. We we look at automating those tasks, as the high priority things, and how you use test mm-hmm. automation, because again, you're not always just upgrading WMS. You're probably upgrading other systems as well throughout the the life cycle of your your company. WMS may happen once a year, but you may have, have other upgrades that are going on throughout the year. That's a, you know up to your IT teams that are supporting the customer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. The, 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 the picking, the put away, those sorts of tasks that were involved stuff coming in from the ERP or from another system. Those are the what you want to automate. We have customers now who can drop orders to, to you know, from SAP into WMS. It picks picks and packs the order, ships it out, confirms it back to, to the ERP, and you know there's, they don't have to involve their op ops teams to for help or a different te- or a test. You know the testing team do it on their own
0: right yeah yeah and that kind of yeah. takes out that that additional resource that is needed which i think is a big help too from from an operations perspective certainly
1: yeah, we sometimes see these in a silo where you know the sap or your oracle or whoever your erp mm-hmm. is you know doing an upgrade on their own and they forget to call over and say hey can you we, we tested three orders and that's, that should be enough right and <laughs> uh and then go live happens and th- things start getting a little haywire at the warehouse, and yeah that's when the data becomes reality when boxes start showing up on the shipping dock that are wrong <laughs> so,
0: yeah. yeah yeah test three orders and then try to ship several hundred on the the first day yeah and it realize doesn't that whoops
1: work. we probably, probably should have done a little bit more than that but yeah
0: yeah uh, whoops <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense to to have that tool certainly in your your toolbox and, and be able to to do that type of thing to to mitigate that risk, like you said, and really understand and and take advantage of you know not not sucking up too many resources, which oftentimes you know gets cut back or you know doesn't get the as much attention as it needs. So, to be able to do that test automation, I think goes goes a long way and in having that. And success. Not to say that
1: manual testing is mm-hmm. still a thing. I mean, you can't you know, you print a label out, you still want to look at the label and make sure that's still yeah. proper and what you're expecting and reports, you know, packing lists, these sorts of things that come out, all the edge cases we call them that are still important to test as part of any upgrade or any implementation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we talked a little bit about just kind of what's happening in WMS world overall. And we talked about automation and robotics and how that comes into play with communication into the WMS and then the cloud versus uh, on prem but if we look to the future beyond what's currently happening you know what do you think the future looks like in terms of warehouse management systems and and where is that part of the industry kind of heading
1: well i think as we look across all industries you know labor is certainly an interesting question how do you optimize you know the use of your team labor management systems continue to be very popular with our customers and implementing those, of course, robotics robotics seems to get better and better and you know adaptable. So you're streamlining your operations with, you know, cost savings or just even assisting your existing labor with you know, taking the physical, a lot of the physical tasks and minimizing mm-hmm. it so your people are not so tired at the end of the day. Also we see, you know, other other providers like I think Phantom Auto was a big popular one at in the last few years at the shows that they're you know remotely automate uh remotely driven you know forklifts mm-hmm. that's pretty cool so now you're you can put a, a warehouse outside of new york city but have someone in you know in arkansas driving it or or yeah. you know another another country maybe with outside of the u.s could actually be doing all the work so very interesting interesting things out there again we talked a little bit about microservices i think that's a really good market that we'll see a lot of growth in mm-hmm. you're seeing a lot a lot of ex- a lot of third-party cu- customers you know or companies implementing with customers to you know build on while the WMS may do one task okay these other companies can do it a lot better so that's interesting it's all about you know optimizing um, and as we see AI seems to be going into everything who knows where that will take us yeah but I'm sure that, that will be a lot of interesting new tool sets and things that can come out of that as that continues to become a more mainstream option so who yeah. knows? I'm not smart enough to figure that out yet. See, so. <laughs> but we'll continue to keep watching.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you see that AI will come into like a, a WMS and then kind of play a, a critical role there within the system at some point?
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure we'll have some sort of solutions. You know, AI does a lot. Of, you can do. Yeah, you know, I'm just making things up, but you know, mm-hmm. analytics to figure out how, yeah. how to optimize things in the warehouse. Maybe you know what you can do with a human. What a human could do with a lot of time on their hands to figure out how you make things better. Maybe AI can do a lot in a few seconds. Right. So, um, you know, I'm just I'm thinking that maybe slotting or something like that, maybe the first yeah. big AI thing to figure out what's well, not only fast moving, but how does it actually. But if I look at a warehouse map, does it make sense and these sorts of things. So,
0: yeah,
1: I have no doubt we'll see some of that stuff coming down the pipe in the next couple of years. Yeah, which would be really
0: awesome. Yeah, absolutely, and, and slotting I think is a big one too. I've done a lot of slotting projects manually, and uh, yeah, that takes a, a very long it time. It
1: takes <laughs> aggregating a lot of
0: data and figuring yeah. things out, and something
1: that as soon as you do it, and you know, five days later, maybe it's different. Date, then, yeah, then maybe that's where I can <laughs> step in and help us.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That would be a great thing. So, so very interesting to talk to you about all things WMS, Adam, and, and interesting to learn about Tryon Solutions as well. So I really appreciate you coming on the show and and talking to us about the WMS world. If people are interested in learning more about Tryon Solutions or, or getting in touch, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, definitely. Our website,
1: TryonSolutions.com, T-R-Y-O-N Solutions.com is probably the best way to find us.
0: All right, great. And we'll definitely put all that information on newwarehouse.com as well so people can easily find it. So Adam, thank you very much for coming on the show today. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lott. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com.